Okay, listen to this. Whoa, that sounds oh. amazing. Is it sweet? Or is it a bit tart? It's all of it. <laughs> it's the best grapes I've ever eaten. Cool. I want to like just stand at the fridge and throw elbows and not let anybody else eat them. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. On today's episode, we are going to report how things are going in our fourth monthly challenge, which is all about food and drink, and then we'll get into some conversation about being uncomfortable. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. We've got some deep stuff to talk about today for sure. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I will do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I will be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Our monthly challenge for October is related to eating and drinking and all things interesting that go along with this foundational habit. We have challenged ourselves and you to use the strategy of monitoring for the month of October to get a realistic look at what we're eating and drinking day to day. We're recording everything that we eat and drink in the app MyFitnessPal to get a sense of what exactly we are consuming each day this month. Um, and a quick correction from last episode, I said that it was our third monthly challenge, but it's actually our fourth. So obviously time was getting away from me and it's amazing how quickly it flies by and fools you. So that said, how are things going for you after more than a week into this challenge, Jenny? It's going, it's going well. And I'm finding that this challenge is, um, going by very quickly for me and it just, it feels easier than the other challenges. Um, since I'm just, it feels easy to just log what I'm eating. I'm not really changing, you know, it's not like we're doing some sort of new challenge. It's just keeping track of what I'm eating. And I noticed that for the first couple of days, um, even though I didn't really have like a goal other than to just monitor and learn from the tracking, I had a several days where I unintentionally, I had, um, calories at the end of the day because, you know, whether or not you want it to show that in my fitness pal, that's something that it does is it gives you a target amount of calories. So I had calories left at the end of the day and that started to kind of, um, mess with my head. And I started to feel like a bit of an invitation to eat more, uh, which turned into a bit of an issue. Um, there, and there's also been several things that I have not eaten, uh, because I just don't want to log it in the app. And it was just pure laziness that paid off. So how's it, uh, how's it been going for you, Peg? Um, I would say it feels easier than the other challenges as well. And it's also going quickly for me. And I've also been super consistent with this one, which is great. And I think it is because it's a bit easier. And it's just something I'm doing anyway, which is eating. And then just yeah. the only added step is put it into the app. So I really actually like to see at the end of the day what I ate and drank. Uh, and it's also a really great reminder each time I go to put something in it that I should make a good choice. Um, and at least right now, while it's still a bit of a novelty, I am way less likely to consume something if I know that I have to put it into the app. 
Um, well, especially now that we have them linked and we can see each other's, I'm well, making I, different choices. Now I was that thinking linked. about that this week when I was going to eat something and I thought to myself, oh, like Jenny's going to see this. I better not have that. <laughs> right. I had a little, um, like old West style standoff with a girl guide cookie for that oh. exact. Oh, I love yeah. a girl guide cookie. Um, yeah. anyways, uh, again, same thing just because I know I'll see it, but then, you know, because we have these diaries that we can both see. Uh, so if you have somebody in your world that uh, is a friend of yours and you're doing my fitness pal, there's something about it that when you know your friend can see what you've eaten, that it makes a difference in terms of what you put <laughs> in the app. It's just another layer of accountability. So, uh, I would say I'll speak for Jenny when we say we recommend this. It's, um, a, it's a good way to do it. Anyways, and we just came through Thanksgiving, uh, which is often a huge overindulgence. And uh, I found that instead of just eating all willy-nilly, especially with the appetizers before dinner, I was really thinking about it and I was more mindful of what I was putting in my body. Um, And also, even the meal for Thanksgiving itself, I was paying attention to like, what is this and how much is it? And because I knew I'd have to put it in the app, but then just the, the act of doing that, like looking at it and thinking to myself, how much is this? And then thinking forward about the fact that I would have to put it in the app. It was, it made the whole process more mindful. And then I ended up eating less, which mm-hmm. was cool. I didn't overindulge. I felt really good afterwards instead of having that like tuft stummy, tuft, stuffed tummy feeling at the end of, <laughs> of the, the meal. I felt good and it was delicious food and it was great. So um, this brings me back to once again, reminding our listeners about the strategy of monitoring. And that's essentially what Jenny and I are doing. And, you know, you've heard from our experience how it's going for us and how just the monitoring itself is really making a difference and giving us some success. So the two things that monitoring will do for you while you're doing this challenge are number one, you'll get some solid objective data about what you're doing. And again, this is Uh, The only way that that really happens is if you are honest with yourself and the app. So you actually put everything into the app that you've eaten, including all those little like half bites of things off your kids' plates. Uh, And then uh, number two, just by doing the act of monitoring, um, just by taking a close look at what you're doing, you are more likely to see improvements and you're more likely to make better choices um, because you're forced to record what you're eating and drinking. And all of this is great. And that's what both of us are finding, which is cool. We're going to move into Habits Corner, and today Habits Corner will be a little bit different than what we've done in the past. Brooke Castillo is a life coach who does a lot of work with mostly women around improving their lives, and she has a website called lifecoachschool.com. She also has a podcast called the Life Coach School Podcast, and Jenny has shared with me that episode 104 of this podcast was a pivotal point for her in her journey as it relates to food and drink, and so we thought we should discuss it here on this episode. Brooke Castillo's episode is called weight loss discomfort. And she says some things in this episode that I found enlightening for sure, but I haven't had a ton of time to incorporate them into my own habits yet. So Jenny, you described listening to this podcast as a light bulb moment of sorts for you and your eating habits. So can you give us a synopsis of what happened and why you think it was helpful for you? Yeah, this podcast was a really huge shift for me. And I truly think that hearing what she had to say uh, was the catalyst that led me to changing the way I ate. And it was, I, I think how I ended up losing 28 pounds in 2016. And just for context, I'm five, two. So for me, 28 pounds felt like a lot, um, on my body felt like a lot to lose. So, um, it really helped me get the mental component of my relationship with food figured out, like the way she explains it. It's like you realize it's not really about the food. It's it's interesting. It's the way you look at it. So I would say that the most simple way I can describe 
is that Brooke explains that the more um, comfortable that you can get with discomfort, the better off you'll be. So this means like experiencing however you're feeling and just sitting with that feeling rather than eating for distraction, for reward, for any other reason. Um, and it, yeah, it just means being uncomfortable and not eating something maybe when you're with a group where it would just be more comfortable to eat it so that you don't offend anyone or feel uncomfortable. I really think it's worth your time to listen to this podcast. I think it's only about 20 minutes. I want to say like you can even fast forward through some of the beginning stuff, but I don't know. I don't know why hearing the message that she gave did what it did, but it clicked for me and it helped me start to make better choices. Awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I was intrigued after Jenny told me the story. So I listened to it. And the thing that I took away from it is that she differentiates between choosing discomfort and resistance to the desire to eat or drink something. So I liked the way she did it. So resistance is using willpower. And willpower is something that almost never works because it is a resource that decreases with use. So eventually it wears out and it's exhausting to employ it. And then trying to resist something also puts you sort of in a negative shutdown space emotionally. So that's what resistance is. So the opposite of that is choosing to sit in, feel, and get curious about the perhaps uncomfortable emotions that you are avoiding by eating or drinking. So this is more open emotionally. It allows you to learn something about yourself, about maybe why you are choosing to do something or uh, eat something or drink something. And if you can stay here in that discomfort and practice it and get used to it, it's a win. And it may help you to make better choices in the future with regards to food and drink. So I found her her description of being uh, comfortable with discomfort, enlightening for my own choices around social drinking. So Mm -hmm. I won't lie, I love to have an adult beverage and I do so responsibly for sure. But I will admit that sometimes my motivation for it, uh, for the reason that I choose to have a drink is because of social lubrication or to feel less anxious or uncomfortable in certain social situations. And I think a lot of people probably identify with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a result, what I'm going to try and do moving forward is I'm going to choose the discomfort of just feeling the social anxiety or that awkwardness and just try it out and see what it feels like instead of going straight for the glass of wine. And I'll just see what happens. So that's what I'm going to challenge myself to do moving forward and just see what comes up. I've never really heard it described in the way that Brooke described it. So I'm intrigued. And another thing to know, I don't know if you've listened to it, but she has a whole series on drinking as well. Oh, she does. It's oh, very I haven't listened to those. similar. Okay. Oh, it's good. And I mean, for me, I'm not much of a drinker, so it didn't hit me as much. Um, but it's I've I've talked to other people that have listened to it and said what a shift it was for them. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it'll go for me moving forward. And also, as you said, you're not much of a drinker. Well, I don't really think so much about food just because it's never really been much of an issue for me. So if Mm. you're listening to this, you might identify with one or the other more. Uh, So we want to know about it. Like, does any of what Jenny and I have discussed resonate with you? Uh, Will you try choosing to feel the discomfort versus going straight for the thing that brings you comfort, whether that's food or drink? So let us know by sending us an email at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com or use the hashtag theimprovementproject on the socials. You could also send me a private message on my Facebook page, Dr. Peggy Malone, if you'd rather not have the whole social media world see it. Uh, that's, all, that's always an option. We mentioned last week that our book for October is Heavy Brain by Tommy Caldwell. 
The subtitle is How Your Mind Changes Your Waistline, based on what we just talked about. So sounds very similar. Yeah. It'll be great to get his take on this subject as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Next week, we are pretty excited that we'll be sharing an interview with Tommy about his book, Heavy Brain, and uh, also some of his ideas about creating healthy habits, too. He gets the perhaps dubious honor of being the Improvement Project's first interview, and we hope that you are looking forward to it as much as we are. If you want to read the book before then, I'll put a link to the book in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast so that you can grab a copy and get reading. Now it is time for What Are You Digging Lately?, This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk with each other about what podcasts we've been listening to or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we've found and we feel like you might find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So for me, this week, I'm digging our hot tub. Uh, I'm super lucky to have married into the hot tub family. Um, And what I mean by that is John's brother uh, owns Beachcomber Hot Tubs in London. And so John has been involved with this business since he was a teenager. He's been selling hot tubs since he was 15. Um, So as a result, we have a hot tub and I love it. So especially at this time of year, as it gets cooler, um, I love it for two reasons. So number one, there's a lot of therapeutic benefits associated with sitting in the hot tub. Um, and more importantly, number two, it allows for reconnect time for John and I. So every night just before bed, we sit in there for 20 or 30 minutes and there's no electronics, there's no distractions. Um, we can just talk to each other and catch up on the day and we talk about our goals and our dreams and we just connect. So it's super great. Dang, Peg, now you're making me want a hot tub. (laughs) Sounds pretty nice. Are you... I think maybe now you're also selling hot tubs. <laughs> there you go. Like, it's, it's <gasps> contagious. <laughs> this message brought to you by Beachcomber Hot Tubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, okay. So, I have been digging this book called Girl, Wash Your Face. And it is by Rachel Hollis. Um, I've heard about this book just recently from oh, a couple other people. It's like just coming into that, like, oh, you know, that thing that we always weird. talk about, the zeitgeist. Like I just it recently is. someone recommended it to me. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. Well, Rachel is uh, no stranger to the self-help motivational kind of space. And she was pretty well known on the lifestyle. I'll call it like multimedia landscape with like books and a blog and all of that like the pretty house stuff and all of that. Um, I haven't really been following her that much in like the last several years, but I was out at our local mall and there is a vending machine from the library there where you can put your library card in and get books out. And her book was in it. And so as I was walking by, I was like, oh, I'll check that out. So I grabbed the book. And as I've been reading it, kind of like reading through the chapters, I ended up going and checking out some of her videos. And I noticed that she's doing a, what she calls a last 90 days challenge as we're in the last 90 days of the year to get people being intentional about the ending out the year and commit to not slacking when many of us would, now that we're at the end of the year, it's kind of like, well, we're into Thanksgiving and then Halloween and Christmas, goof it. I'm just going to do whatever. And she's really focused on getting intentional for the last uh, 90 days of the year. So I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know if I'll finish the book. Like I, it's one of those where you grab and you kind of, um, I'm just leafing through it. Um, 
But it, it was interesting. I thought, oh, maybe I'm supposed to hear this right now. Okay, cool. Well, I think it's a good message, just as you said, to think about being intentional coming into these last 90 days. Because you're right. A lot of people are like, oh, it's almost January 1st, and that's when I'm going to get after things. So um, mm-hmm. if you're listening and you were thinking about waiting until January 1st, maybe it's a good time to dig right in and be intentional about paying attention to your healthy habits. We still have 90 days left. That's a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there was cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. This week, I'm up for the win. And speaking of this Rachel Hollis book, one of the things that she has this video and I think she calls it like the five to thrive or something. And it's like five kind of for her, what are foundational habits? Um, and the one she talks about is getting up an hour earlier. Whoa. And she talks about it in terms of having time for yourself to do the thing you want to do. Um, and so I am on day three or four of this and I've been setting my alarm for five 30 because my son usually wakes up around six 37. So I've been setting my alarm for five 30 and I've been getting up and I've been getting my butt in here and sitting at this desk because I'm feeling overwhelmed at work right now. So I'm getting up and I'm doing an hour of work in the morning. And as much as I, it feels like counterintuitive, like you're like, Oh, why do you want to get up and, you know, work before you need to in the morning? And it, but it's really helping me feel like things aren't as overwhelming because I have put in that hour in the morning of really focused work and I'm not getting distracted by email. I'm just working on projects. And for the rest of the day on the weekend, I have a sense of accomplishment. So rather than feeling like, Oh, I worked on the weekend, I feel like I've got things under control a little bit more and I feel like I can really enjoy the rest of the day guilt-free because I've done something toward that goal. So that's hardcore and awesome that you've seen the results already only a few days in. That's great. I felt there was honestly the first day like where it's like, okay, check, check. Like, and I could tangibly see what I'd done. Um, and it's so quiet at that time of day. It's dark out. So I'm not distracted by people walking by. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, how about you? What's your learn? Uh, My learn is related to our monthly challenge, which, um, as we've talked about, is putting our um, uh, food and drink into the Fitness Pal app. And so last weekend was Thanksgiving, and often there's lots of overindulgences at Thanksgiving. And I'm not really a big dessert person, but at Thanksgiving, there's pumpkin pie, and there was birthday cake, because it's my brother and sister and my dad's birthday right around Thanksgiving, so we always celebrate. And there's all these yummy desserts. Well, because I'm not really that interested in dessert, I'm, I could take it or leave it. Instead of just deciding to eat the dessert because it was there, I got up and I did the dishes. So this whole process of doing, um, putting the stuff into the Fitness Pal app has been helpful for me to learn that just because it's there, just because somebody's offering it to you, doesn't mean you have to eat or doesn't mean you have to indulge. And so it's it's a learn for sure, but it also feels like a win. But hopefully yeah. somebody else can take learn from that and realize like just because there is opportunity for you to eat something, uh, if you're not really that interested in it, you don't have to just because somebody else is expecting you to or that you might feel guilty yeah. as, as a result of not eating it. And I felt great afterwards. I felt really fabulous after the meal. There was no need for me to have dessert. I wasn't interested in the dessert. So um, so yeah, that's it's it's kind of a learn. It's kind of like I'm a little, I'm bragging a little bit, learn, but, um, a win. Awesome. So, I, I take it girl. 
Thank you. I mean, Thank you. you you can see my food diary, so you know I had some pumpkin pie last night. <laughs> I made it, so I wanted to know how it tasted as everybody else was eating it. It's like, ooh, well, I know if this tastes like garbage. And it was delicious, though, right? It was not bad. Okay, it was not good. bad. And well, I did great. not closely follow that recipe, so it could have gone either way. <laughs> Next week, I can't believe we're going to be sharing this interview with Tommy Caldwell as he discusses his book, Heavy Brain, and shares his thoughts on building healthy habits into your life. So don't miss it. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. All right, and that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to let us know if you are playing along and using MyFitnessPal to monitor your food and drink intake and how it's going for you. Email us or send us a voice memo at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You'll find all of the resources and links we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. It really helps other people to find the podcast so that we can help as many people as possible to create new habits, especially as we're coming into those last 90 days of 2018. We would love to connect on the socials. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Peggy Malone and Jenny is on Twitter at Jay Kouse. You can always get our attention on the socials by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I just got a soapbox there for a second. I was like just on a roll. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Girl, (laughs) preach.